Jeff in the studio live. We got Robert in the studio live. I'm feeling good today, Robert. You know why? I'm glad one of us is. Well, I'm feeling good because today is the first uh, for for DSA New Orleans. This is the first brake light clinic we've done since prior to COVID. So we're 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 popping off. Are you we're doing, doing that it. today? Yeah, over at right around. So, um, folks, if out. you're listening, yeah, we do, we're definitely doing a brake light clinic today. It's going to be uh, right out by Pagoda, uh, right off of Broad Street, uh, starting from noon to four. Uh, if you want to join us, if you have a brake light out, if you want to volunteer. Uh, join us out there, Brake Light Clinic, DSA New Orleans. Uh, we also having a health fair out there as well. It's uh, getting back to our, getting back on our stuff from uh, prior to uh, the COVID situation, where we kind of like shut down a lot of operations. So, uh, getting the old mutual aid machine back up and running. How about you, Robert? How you doing? I'm good. I'm glad. I'm, man, look at you, all grown up and taking charge of the DSA. That's so cool, man. Take the like, bull by the horns, man. I mean. The and I, you know what the best part is, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. like I'm facilitating the work and people are like people are stepping up and doing it. So I'm not even in the situation where I have to like 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 organize it because I got some really awesome people that have stepped up and done that, especially considering that this week was also the first week of school. I know I can't. I thought about you the other day because I saw the little um Camera ticket lights. Is this my water? That's, just, that's for you, man. Oh, you just gave me a water? Where did I, this come from? I, I bought it from the store. Oh, I was going to say, I don't trust anything that came from this studio. Wow. I trust everything no, in the studio. For like, <laughs> for like a communal space, nobody nobody cleans the fridge around here. Yeah, no, I, I got you a water, it's man. I, I did that for you. All right. I, I, I heard you had a bad week. It was, it's, it's been pretty rough, but I'm glad that you're... You're doing all that. Because even, like, people who don't know anything about the DSA, I found have, they know about the brake light clinic. So it, it really is doing, it, it's, it's, it's good doing propaganda. Work. It's, it's doing honest, her work. Out honestly, there. it's good propaganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's doing good work to help people. I mean, changing brake lights is not that hard. See, man, there's hope for you. See, I like that. We like the, the drunken conversations we have when you... News you know, like pro- propaganda. You know, like, I'm pro pop- propaganda. I'm I know, pro- but like, I, think, prop. I think more more people, more leftists need to be like that's mm-hmm. not. It's just a descriptor. It's not mm-hmm. a bad word. Mm-hmm. And like things can be, you can propagandize things, and they can be true at the same time. Yeah, I think it became. I in think, fact, in fact, if you don't do that, you're leaving a lot on the table. I mean, there's so many things that I want to say, like. The Nazis and then the Soviets, to a degree, like uh, like th- they 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 ruined. Like they kind of they kind of made things such a live wire that you can't touch them. But like, so people kind of it's like a knee jerk of of World War Two and Cold War of like propaganda is just immediately means fake news. Mm-hmm. Like people use that as a synonym for fake news, but it's not. It's propaganda is just a descriptor. You're mm-hmm. trying to you're trying to sway opinions. You're trying to like win hearts and minds. It's not. It doesn't necessarily mean it's false. And you know what does that too? By the way, I mean if you, if you ever seen like like Soviet art. Like absolutely, it's absolutely dude. incredible. I if you ever see, uh, especially like um, some of the public, some of the public uh, spaces where, uh, like, you ever see like a Mos- the Moscow Underground? Yes, it is 
incredible. I mean, I've been I've been driving. I mean, I've been on the subways in New York. It's like a, it's a lot of dreariness in there. And if you go in, except for like Grand Central Station, which is kind of amazing, but like which is not even necessarily the subway, but it's like they got a subway line that goes right next to it. But um, but uh, what's it called? Yeah, if you ever <laughs> if you ever see pictures, I've never been myself, but it looks like the it looks like uh, um. Like the Hagia Sophia or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. Well, my main thing, like... And that's a public space. Like, yeah, so the Soviets did a lot of stuff wrong, but, like, their their art wasn't one of them. Um, when I think of, like, if you want to stay on, like, like, let's hang out on Soviet propaganda for a moment. Right. Like, one of the things that I always think about uh, with Soviet propaganda is how... Soviets um, used our own um, racial inequality against us, and they they advertised uh, the Soviet Union as kind of this. Um, it's one of the biggest holes in America's game. Is just yeah, how absolutely. racist it is. They advertise it as this kind of uh, multicultural utopia, which mm-hmm. is where like black intellectuals or, or anybody like people of color could come mm-hmm. and just live in existence. Um, that they wouldn't be marginalized as, as human beings. Mm-hmm. And for a time, like, that was, like, the whole reason for that is to give the U.S. a black eye, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Like, mm-hmm. like there's plenty of black intellectuals. There's, like, you can watch those videos. There's, like, old, there's old black people who moved to the Soviet, they moved to Russia, and now they moved to the Soviet Union, and now they're still living in Russia. It's like, oh, yeah, this was great for me. Like, people treated me like a legit comrade. They treated me like, you know, the coolest thing on earth because they knew that me living here was just throwing in, you know, poking the United States in the eye, throwing it in their face of how like unjust of Mm -hmm. a a capitalist society they were. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, that was self-serving and it was too propagandized, but that didn't mean it it wasn't true. Yeah. And also like, the other thing is, too, that, like, don't think just because you live in America that this quote-unquote, like, you know, I'm using heavy square quotes with my fingers, but this, like, free society is, like, love to talk about it as opposed to the authoritarian uh, East or whatever, or the authoritarian Soviet. But, like, we're definitely beaten over the head with the the bootstrap propaganda the, uh, that we hear all the time, despite the fact that we have a extremely rigid class society in America. No, absolutely. It's that our... Um it's like like the bootstrap plus the American dream plus like this is the only place on earth where you have like freedom and that our healthcare system is awesome and wonderful yeah. and the best on earth. I mean, I'd like, like to hope propaganda. that the internet has has leveled that out. Spreading democracy to the Middle East. I mean, that is yeah. just like unbelievable. I would hope that yeah, I'd hope that the internet has been kind of the equalizer in that situation, but of course uh. it hasn't totally. But yeah, not like, for everybody, definitely not. Definitely of, not for old no, people either, all. because we're not less on the internet, you know. The idea of just or like, the sites that they go to on the internet are like, <laughs> you know, Breitbart or like yeah. like the Daily Caller or worse. The like, idea, you know, the one the kind of websites that were like, oh, not only is Obama like secretly a Muslim, but he's also secretly gay. You know no, that kind absolutely. of stuff. The stuff. <laughs> the idea like, of like consent, Alex Jones. The idea of consent and I'm not consent. The idea of de- decent. Mm-hmm. And just critique and and just grumble grumble about mm-hmm. about the country you live in, how that can still be kind of you know beat down like that mm-hmm. how the how people use that to be like well you you don't like it you love really like it's it's wild that that still exists mm-hmm. because it's like we can just Google yeah like, you can just pull out your cell phone and be like nope things don't work here like yeah. things don't work here this is not a good country 
Yeah. Like the whole, um, what was it? Uh, child labor that BMW was doing in Alabama? Or was it Mercedes-Benz? I'm sorry, right? Uh, it was uh, Nissan. I want to say it's Nissan. Nissan. Thank yeah, you. yeah oh child labor is back in yeah, America. I can, back. Pull this like, back. What, I can pull the story please up. Please do. Go right ahead. Just, just I'll, I'll keep rambling. for a second. Yeah, I can do that. But the idea of like that kind of that kind of dissent is still rubbed up against and you're just like well you you're not a good american like what like look around you be be ob- objectively look at where we live where like people here in new orleans where people are living you know underneath the uh, the under- overpass on i10 like yeah. this is not a great place so uh, it was actually the Hyundai company, Hyundai. which which is like as far as import cars go, Sorry, fairly as far as uh, import cars go, fairly like union dense. Yeah, but I, I mean, know. likely not so much in the South. Um, but yeah, this is actually came to my attention uh, from our friends who are also on WHIV, uh, the Valley Labor Report. Um, we we love Jacob and Adam over there. Uh, actually, former guests on the show. Yeah, cool. Uh, cool dudes. Um, but yeah, child labor reportedly used by Alabama Hyundai supplier. Kids as young as 12 allegedly worked in a factory. Uh, this is um, this is an article from I think about this is two weeks ago. Uh, Hyundai supplier used child labor in a plant that supplies parts to the Korean automaker's Montgomery factory, according to a news service. Reuters is reporting that children as young as 12 have recently employed at Smart Alabama in Laverne, which has supplied parts for Hyundai since 2003. The story of children came to light following the February 3rd disappearance of a 14-year-old Guatemalan migrant child in Alabama, the news service stated. So... Um, Like how does that even work Logistically I don't even understand Like there's maybe that's You know because I've read People smarter than me saying this should be the number one Story in America and I completely agree But I think it's one of those things that's so egregious People won't believe it. One, it's not. Yeah, it's well, like I and, can't wrap my head around it. Well, and, how, and, and, how does this happen? I think the key to a lot of this stuff is that the kid and his entire family and a lot of these kids that were in, in uh, working in a factory, they're Guatemalan. Oh my god! Yeah. So basically, these are kids that are um, essentially, you know. Again, refuge, refugees from American aggression mm-hmm. in, uh, in you know, uh, Central and South America. They run their way to here to just escape and survive. And where do they end up? Because they have no rights um, is working in a factory because they need to make money because they need to. Uh, just get by. Like, this is ab- and this is wild because if this was happening, go to- if, they, if this was happening to white American kids or even black American yeah. kids, this would not be an issue. No, this is wild because it's like maybe not the black American. The bean kids, counters maybe. ran the numbers. Whoever whoever approved this ran the numbers, and they said, "Okay, what's the max fine that we can get when we we get mm-hmm. caught from this?" Okay, that's going to be less than the labor that the that these. Uh, people are going to put out these kids are going to these children are going to put out so we'll eat the fine if we have to yeah and it's just like evocative of that like uh the 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 picture of like all these kids just like stacked up like covered in soot working in the factory from like you know the the, uh you know the mid 18th mid mid 19th century i mean when i was a i definitely remember when i was a sheriff a deputy and going through police academy they taught us about immigration raids they taught us about like this is how you conduct like a factory raid because it was like one of the, you know, uh, checking people's papers and stuff. And I was like, so when do we arrest the people who hired them? 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Wouldn't that be the criminal? Like, yeah, that's the bad person. The people that are trying to survive, actually not so bad. You know, they're actually trying to do what anybody else in their situation would do, which is feed them their family and get by. Like, that's literally what it is. Whoo, buddy. America, it's a great place. We're off, to, um, we're off to a great start. You want you want some more good news? Yeah, please. Here's some more yeah. good news. Starbucks is holding life-saving benefits over trans workers' heads. What? Managers are wielding a new weapon against unions. Gender-affirming health care. This is Oakland Park, Kansas. Maddie Doran worked at the Starbucks on 75th Street and Interstate 35 for 10 months. Not only to pay the bill, she said, but because the company's health insurance covers gender-affirming surgery. Many health plans exclude gender-affirming care, despite the fact that the medically necessary procedures can be life-saving. Harvard research shows that gender-affirming care can significantly reduce suicidal ideation. For example, this is, by the way, from In These Times, written by Zach McNeil. Uh, and without the health plan, Doran's facial feminization surgery would cost her $42,000. Mm-hmm. But after Duran joined a union campaign at the store this winter, the benefit was waved over my head, in quotes, as, the anti-union, as an anti-union scare tactic, with one store manager privately telling her, quote, you're here for the gender-affirming surgeries, and I'm, you're, you're here for the gender-affirming surgeries, and I'm worried about you losing that benefit, becoming the minority in contract negotiation, because ultimately the union decides. Holy smokes, dude. I like the recognition of, I know you're not here to get paid because there's yeah. no way you can live off this. <laughs> I, li- I, I like that. I mean, that's, that's a nice half-truth, but that's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Do you... It, it, Outcome? Is there more to this? Uh, an email statement from Starbucks in these times said that the company would, quote, bargain in good... F- They're not even denying it. They're not even denying it. They would bargain in good faith, but could make no, quote, guarantees about any benefits. So that's threatening to take away benefits. Mm-hmm. So basically, I mean, in my interpretation, that's illegal because you can't give different uh, benefits to... Uh, you know, unionized workers, and you can't take benefits away because people have decided to unionize, but they're basically saying it's on the table, so we can take it away through negotiations, which is bananas, brah. <laughs> that is wild. That is, um, you know, and that's one of the things that it, they're saying the quiet part loud there. They're screaming that's, it. They're screaming it, and that's the thing why we can't have universal health care in, in America because mm-hmm. it takes that bullet out of the gun of um of labor because you're America. negotiating you're nego- yeah. well you, yeah you're uh, unions are, are stuck negotiating for ever increasing costs in healthcare and stuff like wages ends up being you know second and third because i mean if you get stuck without healthcare in America and you have an emergency oh you God. are absolutely doomed <laughs> over with i uh-huh. mean yeah you can't be um how many people you know have jobs that they can't quit because of the benefits? And then when we talk about benefits, we're talking about healthcare. That's what that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Like my, just to give me an example, like I work for the city and our healthcare is adequate. It's not even that great, and we got we have United, and mm-hmm. what United really for somebody who I was on Medicare Medicaid for a while, and it was amazing mm-hmm. until you need a specialist. Um, 
and so it's good for GPs. Yeah, it's good. It's good for GPs, but until you need a specialist, once you need a specialist, you're out of luck. Mm -hmm. And the amount of like calls that I've had to make, and I really feel for people who you know can't afford employer or don't have employer based health insurance because I have United. United is also the um, who handles Medicaid claims for the mm. state of Louisiana. So whenever I call a doctor, whenever I call a specialist, and they're like, "Oh, what insurance? Defer, you know, what insurance do you have?" That's the first thing out of your mouth, not yours. Yeah. Uh, they want to know, not symptoms. And I go, "Well, I have United," and they go, "What?" And I have to be like, "I have United um, through my employer because I work for the city." Right, before can, they hang up on you, yeah, and you literally. <laughs> I'm not joking. You can hear it in their voice. They go, "Oh, okay." Okay, you got the good United. Yeah, and it's like. Wow, because mm. they'll be like, "Well, we don't accept," and I'm like, "No, no, I know, no. This is this is through my employer," and they're like, oh, "Okay," but like, <laughs> this is a like again, it's awful. Man. Hashtag cool country. Mm -hmm. What a cool, what a cool we, place we, we live. love it. We love we it. You could just be threatened. You could just be threatened with um with healthcare. Yeah. Not even with losing your job. They know that doesn't work that's because on top they, of that's the thing. So we have we're scraping the bottom of the barrel of labor so bad in this country that employers can't even threaten to fire you anymore. They know you're not concerned about the loss of wages because they're not paying you enough to live on anyway. Yeah. This is this is they just take away point, this is all they have. This is all they have at this point. It's all I need. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, there's a, yeah, the ability to like not be sick and die. Like yeah. I guess that is pretty all important. you need. You're you're on it, Jeff. Yeah, pretty important. Uh, anyway, losing the benefit uh, because of your union is extremely unlikely, as Katie Barrows, president of the Nonprofit Professional Employees Union, explains. Employees form unions to improve their workplaces. Additionally, when employees organize, they are the union, which means they negotiate and vote to approve their union contract. That's right. You can't just, like... Say, oh, the leadership gave us this contract. You know, we gotta, we gotta suck an egg or whatever. Like you can, <laughs> members vote on the contract, man. That's how it works. Mm. Uh, union members are not going to vote for a contract that leaves them worse off. I've only seen union contracts dramatically improve. So this is like, again, the reality that the um, the the healthcare is going to be taken away isn't one that's necessarily real. But, 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 it's being yeah. used as a what? Union-busting tactic. Uh, yeah, a hammer. Yeah. A Just to scare people t into that no vote because that's what they really want. They want them to not vote for the union because the, they know, the, the boss knows that if they vote for this union, then you're, you're, you're essentially going to have workers in a stronger position that can bargain for more, that can bargain for better health care, that can bargain for better wages. But all you got to do is get that fear in them, get them scared that the union's going to take that stuff away. So That's bad. That's, mm -hmm. that's bad news. It's shady dude. stuff, man. That's, man. I, I don't know. I was like, again, being a municipal worker and like my – my job has issues, but I tell people all the time, they've been there for 20, 30 years, I'm like, and they'll complain about stuff, and I'm mm -hmm. like, y'all don't know what it's like out in that world. Like, I've only been here for three, and, like, this is probably the best job I've ever had. The best job I ever had was working at a movie theater when I was 15, 16. <laughs> that was the best job I ever had. Because you were in uh, your parents' health care. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Yeah, and then, like, I was skateboarding the lobby, and the mm -hmm. guy who would come. Uh, Doing ollies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The guy who would come replace the, he would come uh, take the quarters out of the arcade machines. He would like dump a bunch of free play in there. 
for us and we would like eat free popcorn and nice. serve slurpees all day it was it was sweet dude sometimes that sounds you, a really tough job sometimes you find a wallet it's cool mm-hmm. you just take the money out and throw the wallet in the trash it was it was great dude it was a great job so this is by the second best job i've ever had and it's just like y'all don't understand how bad it is out there so it's like i'm slow to complain at my job even though when i feel like maybe i should more yeah i mean what's but the worst that like, can happen i've been so beaten down by like the the hashtag world the hashtag labor market mm-hmm. that i'm just like i'm happy to have what i've got i'm happy to have my like one step above medicaid insurance like mm-hmm. and i think that's the position of most people out there who aren't terminally online or who aren't listening to stuff like this they're just like eh. they just want to get by it's like network where they're just like please leave me alone in my own home mm-hmm. you know with my toaster and my steel belted radials and you know, I'm not the mad prophet or anything, but I have been told I'm I'm a live wire on this thing. But I understand the position of people who just want to, they just want to check out, and that's how I, I feel a lot of the time. Most people do that. Yeah. From they do it from basically you know when they get off of work they don't think about work they just yeah. like go you know get drunk or they get high and they play video games or whatever and you can do that stuff that's yeah. no I got no problem with it, but like. Um, but yeah, it's just like one of those sort of things that, you know, folks just like want to survive and live their lives and and in a situation where they can actually like do that and feel comfortable in doing it. That's actually like a pretty, pretty good consideration considering the, the immense hostilities to human, uh, to human just existence that this society provides yeah um i mean people ask me have you seen this did you read that did you see what that guy said about thinking not that i'm better than people i just like no i just i just can't i can't absorb all that i can't take it all in it's like every day there's just something wild like i want to talk about as a segue like i want to talk about alex jones like if you've been, have you been watching the alex jones defamation i, I have I, been i have actually, actually have an article up. okay you could probably tell me more about it because i actually have been avoiding it like i've seen some of the clips where that are just silly and yeah it's, it's very better call solly yeah. um, <laughs> it's like one of these guys who thinks he's like smart or yeah. whatever but like he ends up like he he basically like defamed like he's still doing his radio show so just well, for folks that yeah, are yeah, uh, please that aren't terminally online yeah, somehow folks, you're listening to this so alex jones who's alex jones alex jones is a um he's the con- king of all media he's now. a conspiracy guy who's got his start he's a propagandist we were talking about propaganda yeah. early this dude is a absolutely a propagandist he got his start on um austin texas public access when public access was a thing so for all you kids out there that don't know what public access is Imagine if YouTube was on the TV on like channel on like a, twelve or yeah, something like that, and there was only one. Uh, there was only one YouTube um, channel channel at a time. Is that yeah. what we call YouTube channels? Is that uh, what you call it a channel? A uh, channel twelve? No, YouTube. Like, what are people? Yeah, they're channels. Yeah. Okay. So imagine they're like every YouTube channel would have like a block, an hour long block. <laughs> you can only do one hour a week. We had um it was so awesome. I used to have I used to love public access when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And I think that I still listen to a lot of AM radio, which a lot of like um 
talk show stuff. I used to listen to Glenn Beck. Nice. Like not agreeing with him just because it was on. I oh, he's, a, he's, a, he's another entertaining propagandist. He used to listen to a lot remember of his, like, He really wasn't entertaining, but he would just be on. Remember his boards? He, yeah. He had like, he used to like have, like when he had a show on Fox, I think it was, he would yeah. just have these chalkboards that were just like covered in absolute, like you remember the Pepe Silvia episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah, when Charlie like had that. all the stuff on the wall and like the strings. It was like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and also Glenn Beck loves to cry. He loves to, he loves to squirt them tears. Yeah. But yeah. He, I feel like he is a very, he never did public access, but I feel like he was a very, you know, he was a, um, a drive time radio guy. Like entertainment, like a, like a shock like, jock. Yeah. Not even a shock jock, but just like the weather outside is stormy. And, uh, so make sure you pack an umbrella. And, uh, <laughs> we have the. The, the the 30 minutes of music guarantee. Yeah. You know, like music that DJ. Yeah, yeah. He was that. But then he ended up like finding his stride. With Anyway, that's Glenn Beck. This is Alex Jones. But before we get to Alex Jones, you listen to BHIVLP New Orleans 12.3. So Alex Jones, after the Sandy Hook shooting from what, 2011, 2012? It seems like a million years ago. It seems like a million years ago. He, Alex, so basically just to summarize it for the babies out there. uh, Wait, I want to say real quick, Uh hold on to that because I want to just hold that thought. So I was a big fan of Alex Jones until he went on the like fake supplements, like selling gold stuff. He was... The kind of guy who, um, well, he was a guy that like was bushed in the Builder Burgers. And well, he was doing stuff. decent journalism. Okay, he was actually doing good journalism. I don't know if you know who John Ronson is, but he's the guy who wrote the the Men Who Stare at Goats books. He's like a okay. big like conspiracy guy. He's kind of like if you if John Ronson is like if Louis Thoreau, if you know who that documentary filmmaker is, and. Um, Warner Herzog like had a baby, like that. He's the son. He's the he's the son of those two. Uh-huh. And so he did like a whole thing um, with Alex Jones to where they like they snuck into Bohemian Grove mm-hmm. and like what's that's Bohemian a whole Grove? Other thing. Oh, Bohemian Grove is just like it's this weird culty, very cultish like rich person thing. You have to be like rich and and influential to get invited to. It's kind of like Davos, but mm-hmm. weirder. They have like bonfires, like human sacrifice. I mean, maybe, I mean, allegedly like those people are like, but that's like legit real. Like not, mm-hmm. it's not fake. Um, Henry Kissinger go there. Like, Pretty much the who's who, like the Bushes. Um, it's in California. I, I guess it's still going on. I don't know. But it was one of those things where it was it was one of those things where they just walked on the property when just polos and slacks because it was one of those things where, like, it's so – it's the same reason why if you're dressed a certain way – you can crash any party mm-hmm. because if you look a certain way, no one's no going to question again. you because they're afraid of the clapback. They don't know who you are yeah. and that they don't know who you are is is scary. Yeah. Because they're like, who is that? Like, I'm not getting in his way. I don't even know who that is. But um, so they just went in there and like they videotaped the whole bonfire thing and like the cremation of kids. Very, it's very scary. Like, mm-hmm. You want to talk about conspiracy stuff. But he is like. He's the guy, and Sam, I have to take this from Sam Cedar. Um, Sam Cedar said it's the most genius thing about Alex Jones. He said that if the CIA didn't create Alex Jones, they would. Yeah. If he's not a CIA asset, they would create him. 
because well, he's he, not a CIA controlled asset, but he is a CIA. He's not CIA. They would do nothing to stop this guy. Well, the thing is, like, he's the classic um, flood the zone guy mm-hmm. to where he would say so. Like, Any, if you listen to everything. his five hour radio show he had every day in between, like, selling gold and like rice flour supplements. Yeah, and and, would, and and Alpha Brain. He would say if he said a hundred things. 80 of them would be complete flights of fancy. Mm-hmm. 20 would be 100% factual. Maybe less than 20. And but so, yeah, No, no. Point. I would say, like, a lot of his content was 100% you research it, factual stuff. Yeah. But it's so sandwiched in with the nonsense that it floods the zone and things that are real you just get shoved down the memory hole. You can't tell a difference. Yeah. And that's, so that's what's why it was like, if you wasn't a CIA asset... Like the CIA would try to create him, yeah. but um, but the CIA doesn't need to create him because no. America. I mean, because uh, these kinds of characters. Yeah. He inevitably- would do stuff like if you know, like the Georgia Guidestones got mm-hmm. blown up, um, not that long ago. There was these like stone tablets that would be like, you need, we need to like decrease human population mm-hmm. and like blah blah blah, and like that's weird. Mm-hmm. That's weird that they're just out there on public land and just showed up. Like people should be talking about that stuff. Like <laughs> who put this here? This is some weird stuff that's on here. And he would do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he would do the whole, okay, you know how he always gets memed about the, um, I don't like, I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn, turn the, the frogs, frogs gay. gay yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like that's actually like a thing that happens because it's not that the frogs are turning gay. It's like, if you've ever seen Jurassic park, the way that they get dinosaur DNA mm-hmm. or the way the dinosaurs can reproduce, even though they're sterile is because they can change sex. Right. That's what he was talking about. And it's like, it's yeah, not it's, that the, the frogs are gay. It's yeah, the frogs are the trans. Ke- yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's like the chemicals would like make the frogs, um, change sex spontaneously and that's what he was talking about so it's like yeah that's real and then he'll say something absolutely crazy like pizzagate yeah so yeah but i just wanted to like lay down my kind of that's who he is i wouldn't i wouldn't be doing this like goofing around with you on saturday on the radio if it wasn't for like alex jones sure guys like that yeah yeah And, and again the guy is a tremendous entertainer yeah absolutely like he's basically kind of like a right wing howard stern except for like way more intense like how this guy has never had like multiple heart attacks is kind of shocking to me because he's so intense and so um, he's so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he uh, got into a bit of trouble uh, after the Sandy Hook shooting in 20, 2012 um, after he basically said that it was a false flag and individually targeted a six-year-old boy that was murdered in this shooting, this school shooting, and his family, and essentially was brought up on defamation charges, uh, which is a civil charge. Um, and as of uh, yesterday, I think it was, it was two days ago, Thursday, uh, he was ordered by a court to pay $4.1 million in compensation to the family and $45.2 million in punitive damages. I didn't know about the 45. Yeah, he's paying around $50 million. Now, let me just straighten this part out, too, because it's important. Around the time of Sandy Hook, around this time, Alex Jones was making around 
$800,000 a day on InfoWars. He got, he's worth like two, I, I looked this up. He's worth about $280 million. The dude, the dude can afford it. And, and also at the same time, somehow he's like juking the numbers by filing for bankruptcy. So like there's so much going on here. Plus, let me just like, like, like lay a little bit more of this sort of like wild situation out. He, there were situations where Alex Jones would accidentally like forward his entire phone or his legal team like forward his entire phone to the uh, to the somehow the defense attorneys. I mean, I'm sorry, the prosecutors, uh, the plaintiffs. I guess in this case, if it's it's, it's a civil case, uh, the 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 plaintiffs got their hands on like the entire phone of the. Uh, of, of, of Alex Jones from, from the time and essentially what he was doing was sending child porn. What? No, messages. I didn't know this. Yeah, this is, child this porn is brand new to me. I'm react ending to this yeah. right now. Child porn in messages to like the San Diego victims no, <laughs> and no. like basically using it as a way to defame Wait, these people. And then, and then, then furthermore, I got to keep going. I, I can't stop right now. I have to like write that down or something because I have, yeah. I want to circle back to that. Yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up, a, there's an article, right. Google it real fast. But uh, there was also like Sometimes wild situation in this as well because during the case he was accused he's still doing his radio show while he's on trial like after he gets off he goes and does his radio show he start, starts talking about how the judge i mean the, the, the jury rather is a bunch of pedophiles and then when the judge admonishes him him he just decides to go on a show and say that the judge is a pedophile it is wild this dude cannot help himself absolutely wild <laughs> I, I knew about that I knew about the child that. porn or the uh, no the child porn. I wanna I wanna I wanna push back on you on it because okay. I'm actually like having a like okay. So this this is a complete civil case. Yeah, that I know. If you transmit, I've watched enough Chris Hansen mm-hmm. to know if you transmit child pornography, that is a felony. Yeah. So how how no wait a minute. You can't do that. So why does he not have criminal So this is an article that dates all the way back to 2019 that I just pulled up from NBC Fake News. Child porn found in documents Alex Jones sent to lawyers of Sandy Hook families, court filing says. Lawyers representing the families of Sandy Hook massacre victims who were suing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones said they received child pornography in documents that they were sent by the InfoWars founder, according to court papers filed Monday in Connecticut. Consultants working with the lawyers discovered the images in the documents that were requested during the court hearing in April, the filing says. A lawyer representing the families immediately alerted the FBI, according to the filing. Quote, the FBI advised counsel that its review located numerous illegal images, which had apparently been sent to Infowars uh, to uh, Infowars email address. The filing says so. This definitely happened. <laughs> so again, how are they not? I'm sorry to put you on the spot here if you weren't ready for it, but like again, how are they not finding the guy? Whoever sent this, like you send this, you knowingly transmit underage sexual images of minors like you're going to the, to the to the real bruh, jail bruh i don't know yeah, right. <laughs> i don't know the answer to that question that. Let's, seriously let's 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 put a pin in that and get an answer because this is this this feels almost too serious for uh-huh. like even this show um i really want like you've piqued my interest here yeah um, this is like this whole thing has been Absolutely wild. So when Alex Jones sent his entire phone to the um, to the plaintiff side, um, th- th- this happened like in the court. Mm-hmm. Like they're literally like 
hey, Alex Jones, we have your phone. We've given your side notice in this discovery process. You haven't responded within the requisite 10 days that you have to say that this is like privileged information or whatever. So we're going to use this in court. And then like after the fact, after they've already started giving the information out in court, Alex Jones' side is like, actually, we do want to call that privileged information. All this stuff that we didn't mean to send you. (laughs) It's so bananas, right? He's got like the worst legal team. But like, and then at the end, even while the, the jury was in deliberation for damages, he like... Alex Jones was like trying to get his, his 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 legal team was trying to get his side to just like do a mistrial because of all this stuff with the phone. It has been it has been just like an absolute wild ride. And it's like again at this like while you're like laughing and seeing this guy getting like some level of comeuppance or whatever, at the same time it's like this isn't even a dent and the fortune of this dude, and he's going to use this to talk about how the you know the Bilderbergers are trying to take him down and fundraise even more. He's not going to get hurt by this. No, this is going to help. Well, him. okay, so he's got the money. Like he's the, got the money. He's going to make more off of this. The here here's and the guy's a meme. The guy's a joke. I, as much like kind of, I was definitely a fan of the guy. At least fifteen years ago, ten to fifteen years ago, we're I think we're the same age. Dude, I was like forty one. He looks so much older than me. Though. He looks yeah. like because I remember looking trash. at him. I remember thinking like, man, I want to do a media thing. And this guy was like out here doing it. And I actually started going. I actually did the classes that you had to take with the city to do public access, like mm-hmm. because of this guy. But I want to get that out because I don't have any like good feelings for him i hope I, I he was scamming people as as like a workout gym bro now he was like he was scamming people from when are we gonna start selling alpha brain <laughs> i'm saying from garbage supplements like supplements are such supplements are such 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 a scam mm-hmm. and i was i've ha- been watching a lot just as aside i've been watching a lot of like old wrestling like yeah. like 1990s Ico wwf ico pro Everywhere. I gotta buy an Ico Pro shirt. You can like buy one. <laughs> Which was like Ico Pro was like the supplement that WWF was selling so at the time. Bad, it's so silly. And, and that was the one where a lot of the steroid scandal came up around too. Well, like <laughs> what's so funny about like I think as far as supplements, the only people that can still like kind of get scammed are like I don't know, like Alex Jones listeners. You gotta want to get scammed a like, little bit. Like the guy, yeah, Joe like Rogan the, listeners like Joe, too. He's, nah, Joe Rogan still sells. I that don't stuff. understand how Joe Rogan listeners get scammed because I think like Joe Rogan listeners can do a Google search. I was having this discussion last night with Aaron. They um, pay him though. They pay him, so somebody's gotta be buying that. Yeah, stuff. somebody definitely is, and I don't understand it. Like to give you an example of like how competitive, like and how, okay, so you know like Bang Energy Drink, right? Yeah, and like that's like the worst like. Like, their packaging is the most infantile, like, mm-hmm. douchey. The least legit operation yeah, of all like, of the energy like, drinks. what is this? And you look at the, if you look at the can and you read the ingredients, they've got, like, a proprietary energy blend, which means nothing. That yeah. just means they, like, they, They're not going to tell, tell you what's in it. <laughs> which means they just blew fairy dust on it. Yeah. Like, it did, like, there's nothing in there. Now... To give you an example of that, because like the average Andy who just goes and be like, "Bang, I, I'm, you know, I'm want my energy drink so I can game or like break bricks or like mm-hmm. whatever," like I'm just gonna pick this up because it looks extreme, right? Mm-hmm. Bang also has a pre workout. Your boy is on that Bang pre workout. You know why? Because it's legit. 
You're banging. You, you pick up the tub of bang pre-workout. It's not an advertisement for them. The guy who owns it is a doucher. But you pick up <laughs> the tub, and instead of saying proprietary blend this, you know, blend of this, that, it says 5,000 milligrams of creatine. Yeah. 300 something milligrams of caffeine. It says it right on it because we've gotten to a point in the supplement game where most people are going to pick, they pick up a bottle or a tub and it says proprietary, they're putting it right back. They're not selling yellow jackets no they're more. They're like, this is done with. Mm-hmm. Well, the funny thing about that is a lot of that stuff that was like yellow jackets and like that guy, like the groceries, the yeah. gas station stuff was GNC. actually. That stuff was at GNC. That stuff was actually legit. And we're going yeah. on kind of a tangent. I want to get back to Alex Jones, but that stuff was actually legit mm-hmm. um, because what they would do is it was cheaper instead of trying to make some like proprietary magical like rhino horn blend of like gorilla sweat. They're like, why don't, why don't we just have our proprietary blend and we just put trimbalone in? We put anabolic steroids in there. Yeah. So that's because this stuff. isn't regulated by the FDA. Yeah. Like your boy was on like an estrogen blocker like back in the day. And I was yeah, like. Yeah, we talked I, about this last time. Oh, I did? And yeah. Like, well, we, talked the, about, we talked about the uh, gender affirming yeah, aspect I of this stuff. Yeah, I went to the GNC and I was like, hey, where's my estrogen blocker? And they're like, oh, they took it off the market. Aww. I'm like, why? It's like, oh, because it had steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this stuff was real. I had the real thing. <laughs> but um, I just remember that uh, when I was in high school, it was when like yellow jackets were really big. Yeah. And uh, the kids, the, some of the like kids on the team would just be like, right before a game or whatever, they're like taking yellow jackets and like, well, you know, if you go like, I saw a thing, I think Vice did it or whatever. You know, if you go buy like those, uh, grocery, not grocery store, but like the, um, the convenience store, like sex pills or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just like legit Viagra and Cialis. Yeah. It's just deregulated. Yeah. Cause they're just like, well, it's just cheaper to put this. We got this from China. It's cheaper. Yeah. But my, before we, before we get back, let me just uh, read the join the wizard, Matthew Graves, Saturday afternoons at two for unpredictable blend of country blues, jazz, early R and B and classic rock. Matthew Graves, two to four, the station dedicated to human rights and social justice. 102.3 WHIV LP New Orleans. Go on, Robert. But my point is with Alex Jones, I have no goodwill towards him. I hope he goes, I hope he's got shoestrings holding up his pants. The mm-hmm. thing that, and I haven't been watching this trial because it's like, I don't want to see some clown comedy show. Like I can. You've been missing a good show. I got better stuff to do. I got better stuff to watch at work, right? When wrong. I be working wrong. Steal time. Just wrong. <laughs> My point is, the interesting thing about it is, where do we draw the line as a society? And I know we have libel laws mm-hmm. and defamation, but for a guy to say dumb stuff mm-hmm. to a lot of people, where do we draw the line of saying, and I know this is still just a civil trial, mm-hmm. but where do we draw the line of saying this is harmful and you can't do that? Yeah. And that's what's interesting to me because, like, it's like, what about our God-given right just to say stupid stuff? So does it matter, like, how many people are, are reached by the stupid things that we say? And, like, are we, are we responsible for the stupid things that we say? Um other people's actions because we said a dumb thing like yelling fire in a theater mm-hmm. you know and you've got like you think about alex jones talking about pizzagate talking about fake um you know crisis actors at sandy hook well you know your boy bill o'reilly was talking about the abortion doctor dr tiller and calling him tiller the got baby that dude killer, murdered and he got murked because of it mm-hmm. so it's like where's the civil trial for that if not a civil trial like where's the criminal trial 
Like, is that a thing we should even think about in mm-hmm. this society? I this these aren't this isn't a rhetorical question. I really don't so, know. I hate to be Glenn Greenwald about this a little bit. No, but I like, think it's fine. But like he would say something along the lines of and like again, he has he's somebody who describes himself as a free speech absolutist. Um he's gone down a very bad path uh down the right wing Tucker Carlson path and and really feels like uh that that's something that um was calculated in terms of hey this is how I can make a bunch of money right now right but anyway one of the one of the things that that he he used to say and he probably would still say uh today is that this is something that was notable enough to create uh and establish sort of like a case that can just say, hey, it's, it's, it's essentially like a right-wing case mm-hmm. that can now be utilized and weaponized against the left. Yeah. So I don't think it's got the, the, the actual question that you, that you, you know, pose here is an interesting one. Unfortunately, that's not how it's going to be enforced, right? Bill O'Reilly isn't going to suddenly be, like, held responsible for, you know, the Tiller baby the killer con comments that he made 20 years ago. Um, Tucker Carlson is not going to, like, be held responsible for, like, inciting people to go to, um, go to um, uh, Wisconsin and shooting up protesters at a Black Lives Matter riot. That's never going to happen. But, you know, if we get over here and we talk about, like, theory of, like, um, the th- a theory of like violent, you know, uprising by, you know, um, by the workers and overthrowing the capitalist government, we might get clapped up real good. You know yeah. what I mean? That's like when Hassan on Twitch gets banned for like, you know, people get banned on Twitch for saying slurs and he gets banned for saying cracker. Right. <laughs> you know, that's what I think. That, that's where I think this could end up going. Is it? And, and again, See, but I am the main guy Mm -hmm. because the reason why this dings around in my head, I am the main guy that says never play defense. Uh Never, like, don't worry about, like, what your opposition is thinking or true. I mean, you should worry about what they're thinking, but you cannot plan, like, your strategies around, like, well, if I do this, he's going to do that. And mm-hmm. then it freezes you into inaction. So I'm the main person who does that. Mm -hmm. But I think you're right. And I've been watching, you know, I was watching... I was watching, there's a really good BBC, I wouldn't say it's really good, because it's kind of it's kind of one-sided, but the actors are really good, but it's about the, um, the terror in the French Revolution, mm-hmm. and I was, th- and it has our boy Slavo Zizek in it, and he's, ah, he's yes, like, he's, we, love, we love Slavo Zizek. He's like the counterpoint to like mm-hmm. the, um, he's like the counterpoint to the, to the, to these liberals who are just like, oh my god, the French Revolution was so terrible. Look how many people got guillotine, mm-hmm. and Schlavo's just like, "What? You know, you make the omelet, you you break the eggs. That's how it goes. You know, <laughs> so you on and so on. don't." He's like, "Don't be counter-revolutionary." Yeah, and you know, and it's such a great. It's such a, you should check it out it's on YouTube, whatever. Yeah, but my point is, we love I, we love a garbage raccoon, don't I we? I would folks? like to think, in whatever sliding door, all thing. What's that movie with? Um, Margaret Cho, not Margaret Cho, but um, Michelle, it's Michelle Yao, all, all things at once or whatever. Everything whatever. always, yeah. uh, everything at once, yeah. I think like whatever, like sliding door, sliders, you know, Fox, Friday night, reality, you could think of where I could be rich, poor, white, 
German, whatever. I don't think there's any one of those. Everything, like, everywhere, all at once. Thank you. It's a good movie. I don't think there's any one of those like counter realities or whatever those um, where I would be a Nazi. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think there are plenty of alternate realities, probably including this one, where I would be a Jacobin. Okay. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, let's go get them. Mm-hmm. And I think about, you know, what Alex Jones would be like counter revolutionary. And he would be like, the, um, you know, he'd be tried by the, 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 the tribunal, the, the Ministry of Public Safety. The, yeah, Committee of Public Safety. And I'd be like, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be 100% on board with it. But then. It's a question of power. What, not hap- a question. what that- happens then when you just start taking you start taking that? I don't mm-hmm. want to say too far, but like you said, the, the it's a question it, of power and not a question of morals. Who's who's calling the shots here? Is who's going to dole this kind of stuff out? We live in a capitalist government. Anything that threatens capitalism in in, in this world will be executed get, in the best way that can be but done. Through more simply, that. do you understand what I'm saying? I say mm-hmm. that, yeah. Screw Alex Jones. I, again, I, I want him to, to, to be penniless in the street but because he's a scumbag. But what could be used against him could be turned against me oh, at yeah. a moment's notice. And I, I, I have real kind of pause. Well, So, so what I that. also kind of see happening Which right now. Which I never now, feel like that about anything else. That's Most fine. time I'm like, I don't care. Well, so politically what I'm sort of seeing too is the perspective of conspiracy theories that Alex Jones represents, this right-wing sort of like... Um, I wouldn't even say like crypto fascism, but like like parafascism, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, is is being jettisoned by, or at least the optics that he represents is being jettisoned for a more respectable version of fascism. That um, the Stephen Miller type fascism. Ooh. That's what's happening. As an in Alex my Jones opinion. fan, yeah, because like Ron Paul used to go on his show, uh-huh. and then like he would have like kind of mainstream people, yeah. He had Trump on. Yeah. He had Trump on not that long ago when, yeah. when, when Trump was either running for or was already I, he president. He doesn't have that kind of pull. He doesn't have clout. He hasn't had that kind of pull in... Since January 6th, at least. Not before, before that, that. Probably probably after the election. Yeah. Like, I'd say Pizzagate-y stuff. Yeah. Pizzagate was definitely... Um, they talked directly into the microphone. But, like, oh, Pizzagate-y stuff, yeah, too. But, like, I don't know. That even that wasn't that out of bounds for him because he was the original. Like people talk about, um, like it's a meme now. The uh, right. jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams and all this other stuff. But like he was doing that in two thousand and one. You know, he's been doing that since forever. He's been doing this crazy. He's ne- he's never been. See, and that's like, the not, perfect. Mm-hmm. That's the perfect like example of what I'm talking the, about. The why is, a guy like him is so dangerous. The, the right is cleaning up its act. Yeah. is what's happening. That's what's happening. The the the, the sort of like um, these sort of conservative forces that exist within the world are, are cleaning up their act. They're getting rid of the 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 people that are giving them you know like you know make like discrediting him essentially, and uh, in, in a sense like that's not gonna that's not gonna like. Missed, like re- on a line the people like Alex Jones himself or the people that follow him from like the, the, the greater project he's still going to bring in tons of money he's still going to do all this other thing but this is him just getting clapped you know clapped over the head with a uh, with a hammer just for a minute yeah I mean and that's 
I just want to go back to like my original point of like why a guy like him is so dangerous because the kind of stuff that he would try to he would try to smooth over and pedal like yeah you want to talk about nine eleven like let's talk about nine eleven like that's mm-hmm. that's that's real weird like that mm-hmm. was a weird thing like how like our allies all these guys came from Saudi Arabia and they we knew they were kind of bad guys and they just ended up here. Um, and there's so many like weird things to talk about. Like that, mm-hmm. that's let's have a good conversation about that. You want to talk about PizzaGate? Like, like that's not a thing. But like Jeffrey Epstein mm-hmm. definitely is, and those things get like smashed together. So mm-hmm. when you smash together, like not a lot is kind of weird. We should definitely like look into that with. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. And he's even said, like, it was a hologram. Like, the plane, like, the buildings were exploded, and what you saw was a hologram. Yeah, which is just absolutely bananas. I'm like, wow, that is wild. (laughs) And it's like, it was wild to even say, or you want to talk about, again, you you smash Jeffrey Epstein. This is Mm -hmm. real. Child sex trafficking happened. And then you try to smash together that with, like, fake pizza dc pizza basement conspiracy yeah so it's like well what is real like so it all gets lumped together and then nothing's real anymore and that's like that's why you got grandma and Mima running around saying everything's fake news yeah. and then the last is what she's being fed and then the last thing in sort of like this sort of disciplining dynamic that's happening is actually pushing alex jones who had if people were paying attention during january 6th stuff uh kind of distance himself from the Q, you know, the QAnon sort of sector, like, like literally at the event, like even though he was one of the core sort of like uh, initiates, he was he was essentially like, don't go into Capitol. They're going to like turn this on us or whatever. Um, he like tried to lead people to march away and failed. So that was sort of like a split. And he even had like rants where he would like scream about Q people and like Trump being the Messiah and like like hating them. But this this kind of thing pushes him closer to Q. See, I think he was a guy who, in in his mind, he was a race car driver, mm-hmm. and he always he always thought he knew where the limit of yeah. the car was. And then he he took the car over the limit in the turn, and the brakes failed. But he's still in the car, and, and the car's still going. Smash right into a wall. No, no, he's yeah. not smashed. He, he just got dinged, and he's still rolling, and he's going I don't faster. Know, man, I think this is uh, how. Okay, that's a good. That's a good thing to end on. Like, yeah. how 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 deep is a Trump? Because I mean, he's aligned with guys like Trump, like yeah. the same kind of guy who's like in literally Trump had him on a show. Is the same guy who's like in Alex Jones. They're loud, but how deep are they really? And how, how are deep? they deep? Are they deep enough to spend the kind of money to support his lifestyle? Uh, I mean, again, he was making eight hundred thousand dollars a day. Yeah, but I mean, now, I mean, no more Rogan, no more. Um, who was the? Comedian? What do you mean, no more Rogan? I don't know. What I mean, like Rogan, like he Rogan has. Had detached himself from. Has he? Oh yeah. I didn't realize oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I listened to a lot of Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's my. That's other. fine. I, I moved right from Jones to Rogan. That's fine. But yeah, we've had that conversation where I love Joe Rogan. We talked about who would win in a fight between a grizzly bear and a gorilla. Yeah, those are the great pro science stuff. Or bro, yeah, yeah. But we start talking about things that are like actually matter. He should never ever do that. Yeah. Um, but no, he's detached himself. Um, I'm trying to think of the comedian who used to go around saying, I'm a libertarian. I'm a Doug Stanhope. I'm a oh, libertarian. God, he used to be on there the all worst. the time. And he's the like, worst. and then he was like, libertarianism's dumb now. He's like, yeah, he's totally reformed. He's like, this is stupid. That's the other thing. Comedians are so flaky. Yeah. <laughs> Doug Stanhope's cool. Um, yeah. 
Anyway. But yeah, so all the people who like kept him in the mainstream, mm-hmm. they've kind of detached. Like he can't get his online only. Like he can't like he got you, he got clapped by YouTube. Yeah, he got clapped by YouTube. He he's not on any uh, radio stations terrestrially anymore. He's not on you know satellite. The satellite has no reach. But still, do you see what I'm saying? It's like his world is getting smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. So it's like the person who's like goes out of his way to listen to Alex Jones and has the money to support his lifestyle. I just think that's an ever it's waning circle. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. Anyway, we do have to get out of here, but uh, before we do, Rise and Shine Sunday morning at 5 a.m. with Josh Burns and Love Based Radio. It's an eclectic journey of motivational teachings and love-based music. Love Based Radio with Josh Burns, Sundays at 5 a.m. on WHIV LP New Orleans 102.3. Also, if uh, you're listening to us live, um, after this, I'm going straight over to... um, straight over to Pagoda uh, to start setting up for our break light clinic. Awesome. Um, come on out there. Join us if you uh, would like to do so. How long are you going to be out there? We're going to be out there from noon to four. Um, I'm not going to be out there the whole time, but uh, it's definitely a good day to change some brake lights, to do a health clinic, and to, uh, yeah, do some good old mutual aid. That's so cool, Jeff. I mean, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. we got Red and Russ coming up next. Thank you so much, everybody. We love you. Bye-bye.